Poso maoni work, why one and Kitan anymore, a Yoski Pietaya, Posnotaman, a Yum, MITW podcast, a Yospis Pietaya, Posnopi Notaman, and a Hisekimaka, a Yoso Matnamine Hokihi. Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast, the MITW podcast, where you can get monthly updates from the tribe and our tribal departments, with your hosts, Gary Dodge and Sheena Wapus. On this episode, we have an interview with the peer support group from Manosakia. We will also be hearing from the Community Resource Center and the Menominee Tribal Police Department. But first, we have some upcoming community events for the month of October. The Menominee Historic Preservation uh, will be having their Lumberjack Breakfast and Heritage Day Workshops on Saturday, October 5th. That's starting at 8 a.m., located at the Menominee Logging Camp Museum here in Kashina. Admission for adults is $8. For seniors 55 and up, admission is $6. And for children under 10, admission is $6. Children 2 and under are free to attend. The Community Resource Center has their ninth annual Haunted Hallway coming up on October 18th and 19th from 6 to 9 p.m. Admission is $3 per person. We have our community trick-or-treat event that will be happening on October 13th. It will be located at the College of Nomni Nation campus from 4 to 7 p.m. There will be parking available at the Menominee Casino Overflow parking lot with shuttles to and from the event. Transportation pickup is also available at these locations and times. Zor Church at 325 p.m., Miller Store in Neopit at 3. 35 p.m. South Branch Community Building at 3.30 p.m. Thunderbird on VV in Kashina at 3.30 p.m. and Family Dollar in Shano at 3.30 p.m. All return routes will leave the College of Menominee Nation at 7 p.m. For more community events, they can be found on the menominee-nsn.gov under the Community tab. Ashley Wapkini from the Community Resource Center is with us to help give an update on their community calendar. Poso, my name is Ashley Wapkini. I work at the Community Resource Center as a recruitment training coordinator, and every month I create the training calendar, which I'm here to talk to you today about. For the month of Pani Pimakut Keso Awe, which means October, we are having the following classes or services. The Social Security Services is continued every single Tuesday, so if you are seeking a Social Security card for yourself or a minor, you will need to call Lynette Maskew at Aging and Long-Term Care at 715-799-5240 for an appointment, and she'll tell you what you need to bring in order to be seen. Tape testing. We now offer this service to the public, and you are welcome to either come in as a walk-in or call me for an appointment at 715-799-5137. And if you are wondering what a tape test is, it stands for Test of Adult Basic Education. It basically evaluates your academic level to give colleges or anyone that requires you to have a tape test to know where your education level is at. This service is free, and again, all you have to do is come into the Community Resource Center and ask for me. Hallway prep. Throughout the month, we will be getting our building ready for the Haunted Hallway event, creating costumes, hallway props, and decorating the hallway. Community members are welcome to join at any time to create the scare of the year and help make our event a success. The Haunted Hallway is October 18th and 19th from 6 to 9 p.m., 
and costs $3 to attend. This event is created to help fundraise for a charity of the Community Resource Center's choice, and we will also collaborate with the Menominee Police Department with their Haunted Hayride, which will only be available this year on Friday only. We also have a concession stand where you can buy snacks, glow sticks, and more. Well, this wraps up our Pawnee Pimacut Queso Allway training calendar for the month. Hope to see you at our building, and please like our Facebook page called MITW Community Resource Center, where you can locate our training calendar for the month and see the current job postings from day to day. Richard Nakuti from the Menominee Tribal Police Department has a message for drivers. Hello, my name is Richard Nakuti. I am the Interim Chief of Police for the Menominee Tribal Police Department. I'm here to just remind everybody that the uh, uh, school is back in session. This means buses picking up and dropping off children uh, throughout the reservation. It also means that uh, children are walking to and from school. You may see an increase in patrol units in the school zones in the coming days. As a reminder for the reservation, the speed limit for our school zones is 15 miles per hour. We often hear people state that the sign was not flashing or is not on. As a reminder, the sign does not need to be on or flashing for the school zone speed to be in effect. That is more of a convenience for um, drivers. A good rule of thumb is to reduce your speed about half an hour before and after school starts and ends. Uh, that also includes any after-school activities uh, or events that the uh, school zone is also in effect, which is 15 miles per hour. When you see a school bus activate its lights to pick up or drop off a student, you must stop. The only exception to this rule is a divided highway, which, of course, the reservation does not have. Buses have and will report your vehicle, including license plates, to local law enforcement if you fail to stop for the bus. This also includes owner's liability. Uh, if we do get a plate number, it's owner's liability for the violation. Uh, several buses also have front and rear cameras on them, making it easier for officers to identify and charge those who fail to follow these laws. Uh, school bus drivers are encouraged to notify officers when vehicles fail to stop for them. If it is an ongoing problem, Menominee Tribal Police will have several unmarked patrol vehicles that may begin following buses in an effort to stop and change those who fail to comply with the law. As a, a final reminder, school is starting in other areas such as Shawano as well. These laws apply everywhere in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, please follow the laws and keep our children safe. Follow the sign or pay the fine. Wisconsin Statute 346.48 Vehicles to Stop for School Buses Displaying Flashing Lights. The operator of a vehicle which approaches from the front or rear any school bus which has stopped on the street or highway when the bus is equipped according to statute 347.25 and when it's displaying flashing red lights, shall stop the vehicle not less than 20 feet from the bus and shall remain stopped until the bus removes motion or the operator extinguishes the flashing red and red warning lights. The operator of the school bus which approaches from the front or rear of a school bus which has stopped and is displaying flashing red light warning lights shall display its flashing red lights while stopped. This subsection does not apply to operators of vehicles proceeding in the opposite direction on a divided highway. Just remember people that our children are walking to and from school and then just to be more cautious of your surroundings when in or near a school zone.
Thank you very much. With us here, we have three peer support specialists, and I will let them introduce themselves. I'm Matea Corona. I'm Sabrina Molina. I'm Lloyd Fryson. Okay, so what is the peer support program? Uh, the peer support program, it's taking people who've actually been through substance misuse or um, some type of mental conflict, I want to say, and taking those ones who reach recovery through abstinence or groups or finding some spiritual path and helping those ones that are still suffering now. So peer support is actually just pretty much being uh, the guide or the affirmation that sobriety and healthy living is possible. Sabrina might have a little more to say about that. I feel uh, peer support um, is somebody who helps with not only the recovery process alone, but for after treatment to help, I guess, for like resources after um, helping them with um, housing, getting them back on their feet and back into the community. We promote hope through positive self-disclosure, demonstrating that recovery is possible. It's pretty great. Um, it's been going very well. Um, and I hope that we can figure out more ways to keep it rolling. Peer support specialists are able to aid clients on a more empathetic kind of level because we understand where they're coming from. We're able to set an example for them, be a role model for them. This in turn increases hope because they look at it from a, well, they did it, so I can do it kind of standpoint. We have the ability to share what worked for us when they ask for advice instead of really telling them this is what you need to do. So um, what does a peer support specialist do exactly? Um, there are many roles in peer support. Um, we're listeners first. Um, we have to make sure that we're connecting with our clients. Um, each client is going to be completely different or some of them may actually be the same. So it's a little tricky, uh, especially if you have a big caseload. Um, our goal is to find out what barriers our clients face, create a plan, and help alleviate some of them. Um, second, we assist our clients with transports to medical appointments, educational, uh, transitional housing, um, and other um things that help them along the way, kind of ease them back into society. Um, third, we transport our clients to chemical-free events. We, le we let them experience life without uh, any substances. I kind of reiterate that life goes on after treatment. Um, and lastly, our, our main goal is to assist the clients in creating a realistic recovery plan. Um, that they feel is viable. We have to do, we have to work with the client and not for. Um, this, in, this includes uh, locating group meetings, support systems, even spiritual gatherings if uh, applicable because we have a lot that are really into like uh, traditional ceremonies. But then we have uh, 
several that do the church. We have to be mindful of the spiritual contact also. Because of our lived experiences too, we can provide role models of self-care and the effective use of recovery skills because we have been there. Uh, we lead support groups. Our experience and knowledge helps others in maintaining and managing day-to-day life, not only with the illness, but also with the social and human service systems. We also help people overcome discrimination and trauma. We listen with respect and acceptance and encouragement to the wants and needs of people who we work with. We assist people in obtaining resources and overcoming barriers, building protective factors and pursuing their goals and dreams. Um, I like to think one of our main goals is getting them back into the community, helping them get back with their families. We take them on outings really to just show them, you know, you can have fun being sober. So um, why is peer support a good way of accomplishing these things? Really, I think it's they feel better knowing that they're speaking with someone that understands them, knows what they've been through, you know, feels what has felt what they're feeling. And we can kind of create a different kind of bond with them. And with recovery, too, and through the whole entire process, um, you need that support system. And a lot of people who come through treatment don't have that. So if they have us peer supports as one of the main supports while they're there um, is great. And then helping with the aftercare process, too, and then making sure that we're connected with them after they leave. I think that's really important to kind of, you know, check up and make sure that they're staying on track. And if they need anything, they know who they can call. So that, I feel, is a big thing and a support and understanding yeah, it's the uh, it's the connection of when a person approaches another person and they're suffering from uh, substance misuse or a mental health illness. Um, if that person has walked a walk, then the talk actually connects better. There, are, there are like four things that um, peer support specialists have to keep in mind. One is to do with the client, not for, share our stories in order to, to help the client realize that we come from the same place and that recovery is possible. Um, we have to know the exceptions when we're creating um, a plan or, or helping a client plan out their recovery after they leave. And then we have to also, um, we have to respect their choice, okay? Um, we're not here to make them do their recovery plan. We have to assist them because they're all going to be different. And what works for me or what works for Sabrina or Matea, it's not going to work for everyone. So it's not a one-size-fits-all So. So if someone were interested in knowing more about your program, uh, how would they be able to reach out to you? They could call the office, um, the Manasakia Wellness Center. It's 715-799-3835. Or they can come up and see us. Um, we're there every day of the week. Just ask for Lloyd, Matea, or Sabrina, 
and we'll be happy to help. YYNN for listening to the MITW podcast. The MITW podcast will be uploaded monthly to keep you up to date with information from the Menominee Tribe and Tribal Departments. You can subscribe to the MITW podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the Community tab. If you have questions or comments, you can email podcast at mitw.org. Follow us on Facebook by liking the MITW Podcast Facebook page.